Namaste, good morning. Today is a very special day. It is a full moon. That means it's a Purnima. But it's also a special day because today is Guru Purnima. Today is the day we celebrate our teachers and masters. I'm here with Pandit Atul Krishna talking about Guru Purnima. Welcome to our podcast, Pandit Atul Krishna. Good morning and thank you very much. So can you tell us uh, something about where did Guru Purnima come from and why do we celebrate it? Well, Guru Purnima is celebrating the birth of Vedavyas. Vedavyas is the compiler of all of the Vedas. Vedas and Vedic literatures have all come from different sages and Vedavyas compiled them and got them down in writing whereas they were previously oral traditions. So Guru Purnima, a lot of people are worshipping their own teachers, own gurus. Uh, you're saying it is Veda Vyasa who has to be worshipped? Veda Vyasa is worshipped also, but it is specifically a day where all gurus are to be worshipped. And the principle is given in Bhagavad Gita by Sri Krishna. Tad vidhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya upadekshanti te gyanam gyaninas tattva darshinaha. You should try to learn the truth by approaching a realized guru, that person who has already seen the truth will be able to guide you. So this is the principle, is that we go to a guru who is the person who has already realized and who is able to give us guidance on our own path of realization. Guru is not someone who is just another student like us. It is the person who has actually realized the spiritual conclusions that we are after. So if someone is looking for a teacher in their life or some kind of spiritual advancement, how are they going to go find a guru? Well, it is said that you get guru by the grace of God and you get God by the grace of guru. So then you can worship Vedavyas and you can worship Bhagavan Sri Krishna or Bhagavan Vishnu and you can ask to have the connection with Guru because Bhagavan Vishnu is also in your heart. He is within the heart of all beings and he can give us guidance. We just have to open ourselves to that and be very sincere. If we are out for something that's very cheap, then we can be cheated. If we are looking for something genuine, it may take time and we may have to be patient. So we should be very genuine and very sincere in our hearts and ask for guidance and pray for guidance so that we may get connection with a very qualified guru. So what is the meaning of the word guru? Guru means heavy, and in this case it means one who is heavy with knowledge, whose realization makes them have a certain gravitas that they have actually connected with the truth. They are rooted in transcendence, and they are able to reach across from a platform of realization of spiritual truth and they are able to help us cross over to the other side. 
how many gurus can you have in a life? Can you only have the one guru or one teacher? How does that work? Well, generally, in most spiritual practices, you will only take one initiating guru. That is called Diksha Guru. But one can have many instructing gurus. Often the Diksha Guru or initiating guru is also the instructing guru. But there may be others as well. And uh, for in my own life, for example, I came in contact with a very highly qualified guru, uh, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. When I was very young, I was a teenager, and uh, he was only present in this world for about a year and a half. And then after a period of about um, 20 years, I met um, my guru, Srila Bhaktivedanta Narayana Maharaj, and I was struck by how much the presence of my Guru was within him. And there is a principle called Akanda Guru Tattva, or the oneness of Guru. What is Akanda Guru Tattva? And uh, they say you should uh, take initiation in the line of something. What is this line in succession? So there are, depending on one's goal, if one wants to be a worshipper of Vishnu, there is a parampara, there is a succession or line of gurus who help one to realize this goal. If one wants to be a uh, adherent of the unmanifest Brahman, there is a line of gurus in that uh, succession also. If one wants to be a worshipper of Shakti or divine energy, there is also a line of gurus. If one wants to be a worshipper of Shankar or Shiva, there is also a line of gurus. And it is said that one should, if one is very serious about spiritual practice and receiving mantra, one should, one must receive the mantra from a guru in that line. Sampradaya vihina ye mantras te nishpala mata. Otherwise, the so-called mantra that we receive would be useless. Why can't we just read a mantra and pick it up from a book? Why does it need to be so-called given by a guru? What does that mean? Well, think of it like this. Let's say that someone is a child in elementary school and they pick up a book about um, how things are done in China and they read the book and they say, hey, I'm going to go to China when I'm older and I'm going to read books about China and then when I go, I will have taught myself to speak Chinese and all the customs and everything. And they say, I'm going to never meet someone in my whole life from China because I don't need that. I can teach myself everything. Now, that's a very simple example. And of course, there are lots of books written by people who've been to China and lived in China from different perspectives. But imagine we're talking about a place that you cannot meet someone who's been there. We're talking about a spiritual reality, something that is otherworldly. How are you going to realize and understand that 
without getting some guidance from someone who has a connection and who has realization there. That is the principle of accepting a guru. The guru is someone who is tattva-darshi. Getting back to that Bhagavad Gita verse 4, chapter 4, verse 34. Jnanas tattva-darshinaha. Those who have seen the truth, they are seeing the truth just as I am seeing you sitting in front of me. The tattva-darshi guru who has seen the truth is able to guide you. What are the qualifications of a guru? So it is said that guru should be srotriyam and brahmanishtam. That guru should have heard from um, his or her own guru properly and be learned and realized. And also brahmanishtam, they are fixed in transcendence. That person practices what they preach. They are not someone who says one thing and does something else or they have concocted something. Shrotriyam also means that they have learned according to scriptural authority. There is no blind following of someone who comes and says, hey, I have made up a completely new idea, but there are um, authoritative literatures like the Upanishads, Puranas, Vedas, and so forth, which describe the processes for approaching transcendence. So a guru is someone who's an expert in all the Vedas and Upanishadas and all the Vedic scriptures. Yes, guru has to be an expert and an authority and must have comprehensive knowledge of all of the scriptural references that are involved. They are like the postgraduate professor of the subject that we are trying to reach. And, that and what is the subject? The subject is trying to approach transcendence. We want to come... What, what does that mean for a layman? What is this approaching transcendence? Realizing God. And ah. according to your path, it may be realizing God in an unmanifest form or realizing God in a personal form or realizing God in the omnipresent form. So you said like the, you know, the example of China that you gave. So when Guru gives a mantra, he's helping you realize God. And are you going somewhere? Yes, the goal of the mantra, mantras can have different purposes. Generally, mantra is meant to give you something, give you some connection, either a connection with a higher power or to give part of yourself to that higher power so that you can come closer to your object of worship. There is always a goal with a mantra. And mantras also have a seed, and the seed of the mantra, for example, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om is the seed of the mantra. And Om indicates transcendence, the uh, supreme person, and the supreme energy, and the individual soul united in loving service. So you need to, you can't just start chanting Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. You have to have sort of heard it from a guru? 
One can chant these mantras. There are mantras which should only be received from a guru, which are for a specific purpose. There are also mantras which are repeating names of God, which are for our benefit. For example, one mantra which is given in Kali Santara Nupadinshad is called the Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This is called the Maha Mantra because anyone can chant this mantra and it should be chanted sincerely and with affection. There is no need to receive initiation from a guru. But by chanting this mantra, which consists entirely of names of God and God's energy, Krishna is the all-attractive person. Hare is the feminine divine energy, his consort, also called Radha. And Ram is also understood to be Balaram, the original guru. And also it can be taken to mean Ram Shri Ram Chandra. It also it means Krishna, who is the reservoir of pleasure. Ramante Yogino Nante Satyananda Chadatmani Iti Ram Padenasau Param Brahma Bidhiyate. So when we are taking these names, these names are invested themselves with great power. And as I said before, God helps us to get Guru. So by taking names of God, this will actually help us. This will help us be guided to Sadguru, a true Guru. Can we? Can you tell a mantra that is someone who is seeking a Guru can do? And uh, so Guru should manifest in their life? One can also offer a prayer to Guru. Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmai Sri Gurve Namaha. This is a verse which is giving pranam to Guru. But even if we don't have a Guru, if we are offering this sincerely and with faith and love, then we will get guidance, we will get a connection, and we will be helped. But we have to also have patience, and we have to always be very honest. We should not have any desire to cheat or to cheat others. We should refrain from all um, all illicit desires and other things that are extraneous to our purpose. And if we are very sincere, then we will be helped and we will get some divine help. And it can come in many different forms. But um, the main thing is that we have to be very sincere. So on this day of Guru Purnima in 2020, would you like to uh, offer some prayers to your guru or some mantras that uh, our listeners can hear? Like a Vyas prayer or something? There is one prayer to Veda Vyas, which is part of the invocation to Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavat Purana. Narayanam namaskritya naram chaiva narottamam 
Devim Sarasvatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayet Who all are being uh, mentioned in this particular verse? Well, first we offer obeisance to Narayan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Lord of the spiritual universe, and to Nara Narayan Rishi, the supermost human being, and unto Sri Vyasadeva, who is the author, the compiler of Srimad Bhagavatam, unto Mother Saraswati, the goddess of learning and wisdom, and unto um, I already mentioned Srila Vyasadeva. Okay. So it is a prayer to Vyas as the Guru. Vyas means one who divides and expands. So the Vedas were originally very condensed and he provided the Vedanta Sutra and he also provided Srimad Bhagavatam which is an expanded commentary on Vedanta Sutra in the form of different narrations which is meant to help those on the path of realizing devotion for Bhagavan Vishnu or Sri Krishna to realize the Supreme Truth. That's wonderful. Well, thank you Pandit Adal Krishna for speaking with us on this day of Guru Purnima. Thank you very much. <laughs>